0: Radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? I uh, want to welcome to the program Marcus Brandon. He's a former North Carolina state lawmaker, big uh, pro school choice advocate in the legislature, and uh, and then after uh, uh, he was out of elected office, uh, and uh, talked to him over the years during the uh, the course that uh, public choice or uh, school choice rather has taken over the uh, uh, through the legislative halls. And welcome back to the program, Marcus. How are you? I'm doing great, Pete, how are you? I am doing all right, so congratulations. I mean, I know it was a marathon, and it's not over, but you gotta be happy with with the success that we've seen so far.
1: Well, since we started the bill, I, 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 I was a co-author of the original, mm-hmm. um, the bill, and over the years, we have actually, people don't really know the statistics, but over the years, the past decade, I have, when I left office, like you said, I, we have worked tirelessly to um, expand those options. And even before now, we have had um, 65% of our population, the North Carolina population, already qualified for a, um opportunity scholarship. So, yes, I'm ecstatic um, over the fact that now that will be 100%. And regardless of race, color, creed, how much money you make, everybody will be able to... Um, have some type of choice and being able to um, uh, exercise their right of educational freedom, which is which is the goal.
0: Why on earth would you want to change the system that has obviously done so well for every single child for so long? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I know this is a shock for the system, and um, and it, it and it, it it but it's absolutely needed. We we cannot do another sixty years like we did the previous sixty, where kids that look like me black and brown kids who have been failing you know since the inception and um I've always said there's a 0% chance that you can have a serious conversation for 60 years and the numbers never get better i think that's impossible so what we're doing now is we're ending the entitlement culture that you just receive funds for children and you can have numbers like i just described along with suspension rates that are out of control Um, for the same offense, um, we have all these issues that, that, you know, kids, and not just black and brown kids, rural kids, um, kids all over, you know, are, are, are in in an environment that is not conducive for them. And what happens is, is that as long as they get the money then, you know, who cares, you know, we can run and address this, these issues. And that's exactly why we've, I have been a Democrat supporting this is because you can't continue to just, you know, have those numbers for year after year after year and then say, oh, we're entitled to, um, to the money in that community. But, you know, we're not talking about one person. We're talking about, you know, six, 700 kids in an elementary school, even more in the middle and even more in the high, high school. And you're talking about millions and millions of dollars and what does that community have to show for it? Nothing but poverty and crime, and all of that stems from, you know, just blatant um, not meeting the needs of kids in schools.
0: So you you said that this uh, this overhaul of the opportunity scholarship program, while not a complete uh, voucher for everybody type of system, that it, there's a there are tiers in there, yes. um, but you you called it a shock to the system, and I and I think that's a good way to describe it because I'm I'm. I'm sort of confused by the reaction that I'm seeing from people um, that cannot fathom it. it like it, they, it, it seems I'm going to take them at their word for it, that they cannot fathom another kind of model for schooling to occur. It like they understand what the model has been for 60 years, a hundred years, whatever. And, and their mind cannot grasp that there might be a different way. and, and you, Marcus, me, Pete, we don't need to offer up every single potential uh, solution for every single potential kid because people will figure some of this stuff out on their own and and meet the demands.
1: You know, I think it's an interesting narrative that they have, and um, I can tell you, I have a charter school, and and I know many others that have um, charters and privates, and we're the least bit intimidated by this 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 program. Um, we're not intimidated that parents are going to um, have options. I'm not intimidated that people are going to leave my school because of that. I um, we welcome it. Uh, we create a product that we know that we're solid, um, and so have. And we also understand that the capacity issue that we have to make sure that all kids to have high quality seats. My 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 school is at capacity, and 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 most schools are at capacity. So uh, it's interesting that they just believe that this is going to doom the system, um, and, and what I what I tell everybody is this will help public schools because they have avoided having the real conversations of why those numbers look the way they look. They've avoided having the real conversation on why you feel like the school will get doomed if if parents had options. So now, instead of making excuses for that, and where it's charter schools or private schools are their excuses of why that's happened or if the North Carolina legislature not funding enough or if it's parents that can't parent. All of these excuses that they have built um, over the last 50 years is now null and void and that's the real shock. They're really going to have to sit down and look at and we need that. We need great public schools. We need every building, every great teacher, every great school leader that we can have. We don't have... No system has the capacity to meet all kids, and not the private system, not the charter system, not the homeschool system, and not the public school system. And I will say this uh, for your viewers, that if you look at our laws, uh, whether it's federal or state, uh, our responsibility is to public education. There's nowhere in the law, our founding fathers and thereafter, um, did they say public schools. Public schools is a way that we achieve our goal of public education, but it's not the only way, and it's never been the only way. And we don't do that in any other industry or any other common good that we do, where we just have one system. We don't have one healthcare system. We don't have, you know, we don't have. That's not the way we work. So we, as 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 policymakers, um, if you look at the policy, they have a responsibility to every single child. And, um, and we have a responsibility to make sure all of our systems, public, private, um, charter and homeschoolers, um, are supported. And now we finally, after all these years, are doing that. But the real shock that you see is that now people are going to have to be held accountable and then all, all of a sudden going to have to have conversations that you should have been having for 20, 30 years ago.
0: So it's interesting. One of the arguments you hear is that there's no accountability for these private schools, parochial schools, religious schools, or whatever, that they don't have the same oversight uh, that the, uh, the government system has. And so it sounds like, okay, well, if you then created some sort of a curriculum that everybody could follow and you could then suspend schools and revoke charters or whatever, uh, is that something then that you would go along with? And usually when you get into the weeds down that path, um, it usually ends up turning out, no, they just don't want your kid going to a different school. And learning a different kind of yeah, curriculum all
1: of the, yeah, all of these are just excuses that they make the The accountability issue is probably one of the most laughable ones because you know, based off the numbers that I just presented, um you know public schools have been the most unaccountable system. In the entire u s forever, and so I find it incredible that people use this for accountability. but what we do know is that we have common sense. There's not a parent in the world that's going to sit get up extra early, take their kid to a school that's you know way across town, pack a lunch, then go back way across town to pick them up for an education that's worse um because you do have a system where that 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 mother could choose. To have the school bus pick them up right in front of their house, take them to school. They will get lunch, and the school bus will drop them off right in front of their house. So either, so anybody that's choosing to the otherwise obviously is looking for options for a reason, and they're not going to stay in. They're not going to continue to make that choice if that choice is not better. So this is a, a situation that I know that if my charter school doesn't do well, then you know what? We close down. Um, but if you ask these same people, it's interesting that you said that. If you ask these same people who want the same type of accountability, but they do not want people to be held accountable the same way, I asked Dr. June Atkinson, um, on yesterday, the former superintendent of schools, um, would she be willing to, if you want the same type of accountability, if you want us to take the same test or have the same things as public schools, would you be willing to accept that public schools would have the same consequence. Because we had four charter schools go up before the state board for closure, But what's true is those four charter schools did not perform worse than 250 public schools, and not for longer. And so when they talk about accountability, they are still being disingenuous because Charters are accountable, Mm -hmm. and, and private schools are accountable, but these folks just get more money. The kids usually still fail. But if you ask them, if you want to be on the same system and everybody has the same consequences, then all of a sudden it gets total blank silence.
0: I did watch that exchange between you and Atkinson on Twitter. She did dodge your, your questions on it. Uh, and, yeah, it's like when you, you, when you have these debates long enough, it's just the same debate over and over and over again. It really is. Um, yeah, hey, Marcus, I appreciate it. Congrats on the success. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank we'll talk so again. consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at
2: oldgrouch.com. Yes,
1: sir. Thank you. Thank you. That's Marcus All Br- Alrighty, so... It's so
0: funny, in in having these debates, and I can tell this is why Cooper did what he did, it is to whip up the frothy masses. right? It's to get the Moonbat Brigade, and they are legion, it's to get them to storm the ramparts uh, here and to attack people on social media and to generate this clout, this buzz. That's the purpose. Because when he came out and did the... A stochastic terrorism hit list, you know, with the uh, the four lawmakers target these people, go after them to change their votes. You saw this flurry of moon battery. I mean, just swarming like the Wizard of Oz flying monkey people thing that worked for the the Wicked Witch of the East West 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 was the
3: bad
0: one. West was the bad one who got killed by the house east north and south were the good ones i don't remember it doesn't matter <laughs> sorry uh, but this, see this is why it takes so long for me to show prep because i will i'll start doing i'll start reading a story like this an article and then i have these stupid questions that pop in my mind and then i start searching for those things you know and as i get older I've noticed with greater frequency, I forget the original thought that prompted me down the rabbit hole anyway. All right. So you got Roy Cooper whipping up the masses here with this emergency declaration. Don't call it a declaration. It's not really an emergency declaration. There's no actual executive order issued. It's just a PR stunt is what he did. It's just a PR stunt. And... I don't know, but I kind of feel... I'm trying to remember or think back on something similar. And you know what I come back to? Do you remember when Nancy Pelosi, as the minority leader in the House, when she brought together the the women to testify about... I want to say it was about birth control access or something... And there was a young activist that Pelosi brought in by the name of Sandra Fluke. Do you remember this woman? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and she made some comments. And do and then Rush Limbaugh commented, called her a name, outrage ensued. 2012. That's when that happened. Eleven years ago. And I know because I had just started my job in Asheville. Anyway, like 2012. 11 years ago, this happens, and do you remember, though, the format, the venue? Do you remember? They made it look like a hearing. It wasn't a hearing. It was a press conference, but they set it up like it was a hearing, and so it gave this gravitas. That's what he did yesterday. It's dishonest hackery is what it is. Wicked Witch of the West. Thank you, Wicked Witch of the West. All right, let's head over to the WBT News Center. Get an update. Here's Brandon Dixon.
4: Thank you, Pete. Well, drivers right now on edge after a shootout last week on a Cats bus. Both the driver and passenger badly hurt after the shooting near the Charlotte Premium Outlets in Steel Creek. It happened after an argument started and a passenger pulled a gun. Then the driver did as well, with both opening fire on each other. That's led other bus drivers to call for more security measures. We do understand that we are dealing with the general public, and, you know, there's all types of level of crazy out there, but. We expect to be taken care of. Bus drivers are not supposed to carry guns. The city is looking at beefing up security on CATS buses. Meanwhile, crime involving kids in the Queen City. It comes after young children are accused of robbing a woman. Ultimately, there was a 12-year-old and a 6-year-old. Yes, you heard me right, a 6-year-old involved in this crime. Cops have seen it all, but Captain Jason Helton was surprised at this one. He says the two young boys' brothers cooked up a scheme to steal a woman's cell phone.
3: And two juveniles came up to her and asked her use phone. She did like the rest of us to do. She let them have her phone. Well, when she did that, they
4: took off running with the phone. The woman chased the boys. One of the kids then pulled a gun, tried to pistol whip her. It was a BB gun, looked very real. Police quickly figured out who the boys were. They've had trouble with them before.
3: Robberies, auto crimes, lost autos, things like that uh, with that family and some of those kids' friends. And so what we're seeing is the juveniles involved in these types of crimes, and they're educating each other.
4: WBT's Mark Garrison. Meanwhile, police say the mom is very cooperative. New warnings about a militant group holding exercises near Lebanon. Israel's top military intelligence official warned overnight that the Lebanese militant group Hezbollah is close to making a mistake that could ignite the region into a larger war. Hezbollah held exercises in southern Lebanon this week, showing their ground capabilities. They also showed off surface-to-air missiles. The Iranian-backed group is believed to have thousands of rockets and missiles aimed at Israel. That's correspondent Trey Yingst. The pre-trial detention for Wall Street Journal reporter being held in a Russian prison has been extended.
2: A Russian court has agreed with security officials to extend pre-trial detention for Evan Gershkovich. The Wall Street Journal reporter was in the city of Yekaterinburg, east of Moscow, when he was arrested by Russian security forces and accused of espionage, a charge he, the Wall Street Journal, and U.S. officials deny. His pre-trial detention has been extended to the end of August, and the delay was expected. Russian officials have said they would only consider a prisoner swap off with the U.S. after a verdict is issued in his case.
4: Jessica Rosenthal reporting. And as Americans get ready to head out the door for the holiday weekend, AAA wants to prepare travelers for what could be the busiest Memorial Day weekend in years. While the U.S. will see more drivers on the road during the holiday weekend, AAA says the most impressive number will be coming from air travel. AAA spokesperson, Aixa. Diaz.
2: AAA is projecting
5: that air travel will exceed pre-pandemic numbers by more than 5%.
4: Airline passengers should be prepared for packed airports. AAA recommends having a plan B or C in place for any potential turbulence. Look
5: for those early morning flights, that first flight of the day.
4: CJ Papa reporting. Now let's get a check of traffic from Mike Doan. Thank you, Brandon. Have a collision, 77 northbound near Sunset. Uh, it's on the ramp, so it's not causing any delays out there. Collision to the east, Delta Lake Drive, and Harris Boulevard, also the East Home Depot Road at uh, Wendover, Harris Boulevard near Lawyers Road, to the West Wilkinson Boulevard near Ashley Road, and in the uptown, Charlottetown Avenue at 4th Street. This report is sponsored by Verizon. My plan from Verizon puts you in control. Get exactly what you want. Only pay for what you need. All on the network you want. Head into your local Verizon store now. I'm Mike Doan. WBT traffic. WBT News Time 132.
2: Hey everybody, it's Beth Troutman. Now there is a name in dentistry that you know if you've been listening to WBT over the last few years. It's Ballantine Dentistry, and they are doing transformational work, and the outcomes can be life changing. Dr. Yeast and his team of doctors focus on patients who want to smile, but maybe they're just too self conscious. Does that sound familiar? Well, Ballantine Dentistry treats patients just like you every single day. No lecturing, no revisiting the past, just getting you on the right path to a healthy healthy beautiful smile one step at a time and they make it so easy everything that you need is all under one roof from implants bridges veneers whatever you need it's all done with Ballantine Dentistry. No need to visit other doctors. And if you're a little nervous about treatments, no problem. You will be perfectly comfortable with their sedation dentistry. The amazing team at Ballantine Dentistry. They're highly skilled. They're kind. They're compassionate. Visit them at com. That's com.
4: Now time for your WBT weather. Cloudy
3: 77 this afternoon. Cloudy tonight, 56. Early clouds give way to sunshine tomorrow, 77. Thursday, sunny skies, high 80. Friday,
4: sunshine's in the forecast, high 75. Richard at Wedding of the Weather Channel, News Talk, 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Sunny, 75, Gastonia, 74 in Rock Hill and Uptown. At WBT, we lead local. I'm Brennan Dixon, WBT News.
3: Donate your car today. 1877 cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. 1877 cars for
4: kids. Donate your car today. With car prices at an all-time high, our donors are now getting highest receipts ever. Donate at carsforkids.org and your car can be picked up tomorrow.
3: 1 1877 cars for kids AARS cars for kids 1 1877 cars for kids Donate your car today Now
4: accepting donations of land, homes, buildings or any kind of real estate.
3: You know, CPI Security is locally owned with a mission of making our community safer. Not only does CPI offer best-in-class smart home security solutions, but CPI has invested into the communities it serves, supporting organizations that provide opportunities to underserved youth, supporting first responders, and programs promoting violence prevention. CPI Security is proud to help make our communities safer. Visit myCPI dot com slash community to learn more. The rebound Podcast with Coach Matt Doherty. Interesting guests. (laughs) Compelling
4: conversations.
1: Bob McKillop is the former head coach at Davidson College. He's the all-time leader in wins, years coached, and games coached. He took Davidson to the Elite Eight for the first time since 1969. His star player, NBA legend, Steph Curry.
3: The Rebound Podcast with Coach Matt Doherty. New episodes drop every month. Listen or download now at
6: WBT.com. Leadership is a learned behavior.
0: Learn and grow. They really need to make up their minds. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to starve the schools of money. Meanwhile, it's like, oh, schools are already overcrowded. We need more money. Well, the vouchers mean fewer kids, wouldn't it? News Talk 1110 99.3 WBT 704570 1-800-WBT-1110. Going over the uh, the governor's state of emergency, but not really. Just kidding. Just kidding. I didn't actually finish all of the audio. Oh, gosh, I didn't even finish one minute out of the six. All right. So uh, let's re-rack. I'm not going to re-rack it. We'll just pick it up where we left off. We'll do it live.
5: When kids leave public schools for private schools, the public schools lose hundreds of millions of dollars.
0: No, wait, but they lose the kids, too. Why is this so hard to understand? I don't. I don't get this either you're an idiot or you think we are why would you get money to educate a kid that isn't in the school but so the kid leaves and you keep getting the money for no kid in the school why 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 would that be rational but even so you're still getting half of it you're still getting half of the money from the rich kids or their parents really Right? If they if they make over, what, quarter million a year? Then you're getting to keep half of the voucher money. What's the... I don't understand why there's this constant stupid argument constantly made. I don't understand it.
5: So frustrating. And while they hand out private school vouchers to millionaires, they also want to give them large tax breaks, too.
0: Wait, wait. They're talking about reducing... The income tax bracket, it is a universal tax bracket. Right now it's at 4.99. They want to drop it to 4.75. That is for everybody. But because millionaires are included in the everybody, now he's framing it only as some tax cut for millionaires, which, by the way, considering your predictions of economic ruin based on the tax reforms Republicans have enacted, I would respectfully submit that you should probably just shut up. Because you don't know what you're talking about, as is obvious, from a decade's worth of tax reform, actual uh, surpluses coming in. You don't know what you're talking about. You make all these predictions, and they do not come true.
5: This drops an atomic bomb on public education by shrinking the state's budget by almost 20%. Public school superintendents are telling me they'll likely have to cut schools to the bone.
0: Mm, To the bone, which is weird because I already thought we were at the bone. We were at the... I thought we we were into muscle. We were cutting the fat. We've already done that. Now we're into muscle and now we're at the bone. Now, I don't know what's after the bone. I'm not sure. At some point, you'd think the patient would die. I guess they would be dead. What with the atomic bomb dropping on them and but. I It's an atomic bomb, but it doesn't kill everybody, so then there's cuts to the bone. It's, again, not stochastic terrorism. He gets to talk in all of this, this, you know, violence fetish language in order to inspire fear and anger that might precipitate some crazy person, maybe, I don't know, going after some Republican lawmakers, maybe while they practice
5: uh, for a charity softball game or something. You never know. Eliminate early college, AP, and gifted courses, art, music, sports. If the legislature keeps draining funds to pay for private schools and those massive tax breaks.
0: Once again, the money is coming from those very parents. The richest ones who don't even get the full va- uh, voucher value, the money is coming from them. They are paying the income taxes that at the state level support the schools. At the local level, they're also paying the property taxes That are funding the supplemental funding. The capital construction. They're the ones funding that stuff too. And they're not even sending their kids to the schools. And if they pull the kids out. And send them to a private school. Which a lot of them are already doing. All you're saying is that. They're going to get to keep. $3,000 a year. That they're otherwise paying in right now. That's it. That's it. That's, That's the net difference. Is three grand. For these quote
5: millionaires. The chance to fix our teacher shortage will also evaporate if the legislature chooses corporations over classrooms. Oh my
0: God. See, like, just he's just test driving every single one of these dumbass slogans, isn't he? Holy cow, corporations over classrooms. They're just reaching for something.
5: We have more than 5,000 teacher vacancies in kindergarten through 12th grade classrooms leaving tens of thousands of students without a qualified educator. Our students deserve good teachers. That's why instead of tax breaks for rich folks and private school vouchers, I proposed a pay raise of 18% over the next two years, because our teachers deserve better pay and more respect. So, all right,
0: 9% pay raise per year over the next two years what he proposed, knowing, of course, that it won't pass. I also would point out that when my good friend Ray was in the Senate leadership in the legislature, he and his Democrat majority, uh, they spent us into a structural deficit by taking one-time money and paying for ongoing expenses by promising all sorts of teacher pay raises and the like, to the point that when the recession hit in the early uh, 2000s, um, they couldn't afford it. We ran out of money. The structural deficits cost so much we were running deficits that uh, they furloughed teachers, they uh, froze their pay, and they never recovered. That was under Democrats' leadership. The Republicans have attempted to not spend more than they take in. That's been their focus. Democrats see a penny, spend a penny. Even, this, even in Cooper's own budget, he took one-time operating dollars again and tried to use it for ongoing expenses. So when he pitches a budget proposal of an 8% pay raise annually for the teachers in order to show them respect, by the way, you know what that means also, right? That, that we're not going to get good teachers. We can't keep good teachers unless we give them an 18% pay raise over two years. What does that, what does that mean about the teachers we have? Do you realize that you're insulting them (laughs) when you say that? Are these not good teachers that we have right now? Or are you saying that there are better teachers out there and they're only lured by the money? Or could it be there's something else going on? Could it be that a lot of teachers just prefer not to work in the conditions that government schools provide them? Maybe they would very much like to remove the problem child, the kid that's acting out and beating up people. Maybe they would like to remove that kid from the classroom. And this way, all of the other kids in the classroom can actually learn. Or maybe they want fewer than, you know, the 17 bajillion Uh, uh, assessments and and the paperwork that they have to fill out maybe there's a better model there there's a woman on twitter arguing with me and a whole bunch of my followers over there um, that we don't know anything about any of this because we don't know anything about and she starts listing all of these types of education plans and protocols right and paperwork and i'm just thinking like i just look at this and i think and you think this is just about pay? You think that you think this is the preferred model? You think people want to work in a situation like that? I don't know. It just it seems to me like there might be a better way. Is there a of rhetoric and pushing far left policies? <laughs> I can see the similarities. All right, let's go to the phones and get Joe on the program. Hello, Joe. Hello, Pete. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I'm
3: great. Good. I just wanted to comment on, uh, and I know you were being sarcastic when you you mentioned that, you know, don't understand why these people don't get it that you don't have the child anymore, therefore you don't get the money into the school system. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking you're being sarcastic.
0: No, 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 like there was, well, I mean, okay, there are some people that I think are just being dishonest. True. But. For, I, don't, I, I think there are some people that have never really even given it a thought. They, they just hear that talking point, and they just say, oh, you're taking money away from the schools, and it never dawns on yeah. them, the kid isn't there.
3: Exactly, exactly. And, and I think, in, in, a, in, a, in a broad sense, uh, Cooper's stance on this against the legislature shows that just what, you know, we all wonder, gee, why does the teachers' union uh, encourage voting left? why do they endorse cooper this is a and, and this is a little dramatic but it, you know it's an incestuous union lobbying effort where our education system and i don't think north Carolina is alone uh, but it is a means to provide jobs to your loyalists as mm-hmm. opposed to being a system to educate our youth right and if it was different from that We would hear all of our test scores in our elementaries and and middle and high schools more obviously than we do. Those, those, Those failures are hard to find, and it takes the likes of, you know, a Brett Jensen to get that kind of information out. Because that shows how poorly our systems are run and how poorly our children are being educated. But that's not what they care about. They care about keeping those teachers employed, keeping them thinking along the left agenda, and, and keeping them going on. It's not about the children, and that's the way it should be. It should be all about the children, from the money following them to whatever education their parents choose, but instead it's about get more teachers, give them more pay, build a nice new shiny building for the kids to go to school in so they can fail again under the the, the same uh, same rules and same protocols, and it's, it's ridiculous. Right. But this argument, I think, definitely shows anyone in the middle who might wonder where is the mind of the governor on our education system and it's on just employing teachers not on the the welfare of the children
0: right well and here's the thing also is that when just like in the private sector if you want to increase quality improve quality right you make people you make the businesses compete and the way uh you make schools compete is by providing a sound basic education one that parents believe has yes. done right by their kid, and absolutely right, and that's that is the true measure of accountability. And um, if, if you're content, I mean, there's this idea, there is this sort of savior complex going on, where a lot of people are like, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, get all the kids to, you know, to uh, to break out of these, you know, cyclical, um, I, you know." Uh, poverty uh, these poverty cycles and stuff we're going to break free we're going to get them out we're going to do all of this for all of these kids there i mean you got one guy who is here talking about uh let's see here his name is uh, josh mcgee he's with the hunt institute former governor jim hunt right the hunt institute cool. and he talks about how the schools have become like these these community centers right well once again the schools move in to do all right to 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 start uh taking over all of these different aspects and then they complain when they fail and they say oh you're asking too much of us well you you shouldn't be
3: they're volunteering to take on too much they're taking on what shouldn't be their their mission
0: right and the more stuff you do the further away you stray from core mission the, uh, it, uh, the, the worst performance you're going to have, and you're going to then engender more backlash as the public schools have now because of the things that they are doing, the values that they are transmitting because they have lost sight of the things that they're supposed to be doing in general. So, agree. yeah.
3: Well, and you know, to also qualify the other side, you know, I believe you know, teaching is to me a profession that, you know, it, it's right up there with, with serving the public. Uh, to be an educator requires a special person and, mm-hmm. and i think we all appreciate that and and there should be a uh, a good livable wage mm-hmm. for an educator i agree at, at the same time and you brought up in the private sector this is how things are done you know at, at my job i get a base salary for doing the job if i do a superior job i'm incentivized for it you know why can't teachers have bonus plans that are individualized to their students' performance
0: because they cannot Have possibly. No the Joe
3: excellent teacher
0: making an excellent way Yeah, they so they won't they will never agree to it because they um, they do not want to be assessed. They claim they don't know how to make assessments of performance, yep. which is crazy because that's literally their job. Um, and so they 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 don't want to be judged by others, and they don't want their performance to be ranked based on test scores either. So they've created they've created a nice little construct there where. Just give me a, a flat rate of pay no matter how I perform. Yeah, Joe, I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. Let me get Billy on here before the uh, newscast. Billy, welcome to the show. How are you?
6: Hey, um, I was wondering, um, are, pri- are teachers in private schools paid less, and is there a shortage of teachers in the private schools?
0: So my understanding on the private sector teachers is that uh, they are generally paid generally, paid less. They have better working conditions, though. They don't have to put no, up with a lot of the garbage, so they, they are paid less. I don't know if there's a shortage in the private sector, though. private schools. I don't know.
6: Well, if, if, if there isn't, which I don't believe there is, not like there is in a the public, then uh, your statement as far as teachers leaving the teaching profession for public schools is not because of pay. It's because of Working conditions and the lack of respect. I don't know if having more money automatically gains you respect. I I think the teachers would rather have the respect from the other teachers, the kids, and the parents versus the pay. Because I can't imagine no matter what you make, if you have, if you get no respect from anyone, how enjoyable that job would be.
0: Right. No, I I hear you, Billy. I appreciate the call. It, It. Nobody wants to go to work every day and think that what they do doesn't make a difference, doesn't matter. There's no value, right? And I think it's very illustrative. It's indicative that Cooper gets up there and says, we need to pay them more in order to show respect. But does their increased salary generate respect? All right. Hey, real quick. It is estimated that more than six million Americans have Alzheimer's. It affected my family. My grandpa had it. New research and treatments are showing promise, but there's still a long way to go. So can you help me by supporting the Alzheimer's Association's Western Carolina chapter? The Family Dance Party Charlotte's on June 10th. From 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock, it's at the Roxbury Nightclub in Uptown Charlotte. Go to mix1079.com and get tickets and come bust a move on the dance floor or donate tickets to a family that's battling the disease. The Family Dance Party is presented by Jameson Realty. Again, if you can help us out, I appreciate it. Go to mix1079.com and thank you for considering the request.